Welcome to episode 54 of Monday State of Mind. My name is Michael Mazel, and I'm the Director of Alumni and Recovery Support Services for the Harmony Foundation. All right, ladies and gents, we are in May. I introduced our incredible May topic with all of you last week, which, what is it? It's how to stay stimulated in sobriety. We are always growing and evolving. But before we get into this episode, I want to let all of you know, if this is your first episode of tuning into Monday State of Mind, head on back to episode one and take those five minutes to listen to that episode to get to know me a little bit better and the why behind Monday State of Mind. Okay? Okay? So, you know this incredible guest already who is on today. Well, especially if you are a seasoned listener to Monday State of Mind, then you know this human really well. And he actually comes back because he is also really requested. A lot of you guys really resonate with this guy's message and how he delivers it. And I love it. And I love it when I have guests that come back to Monday State of Mind more than once, because then you guys get to know this person a little bit better each time. And you start to develop these really cool relationships with these people. And so I'm so excited to have this guy back. And I'm just going to let you guys know, he's going to be doing a TED Talk. That's right. He is going to be doing a TED Talk because that's just who he is. He's an incredible human and has so many gifts to share with this world. So who do I have the pleasure of having back on Monday State of Mind? Who is it? Come on. Hi, it's Sam Morris. Back better than ever. <laughs> like We have Sam back, guys. I thought, I have- thought you were going to say I thought you were going to introduce me. I didn't know. No, Sam. All good. All good. All good. <laughs> like guys, Sam is back and he's actually somebody when I was coming up with the topics for uh, 2021 and I th- thought of this topic, how to stay stimulated in sobriety. If there was somebody that I knew, knew this topic, it's, it's Sam uh, because he has explored and continues to do so many great things for his recovery. And I'm excited for him to share this with you guys. So Sam, Let's talk about this, you know, staying stimulated in sobriety. So when I say that, what happens for you when it comes to not getting bored? Because boredom can be a big thing and not wanting to isolate also, you know, so, so talk to us. Yeah. So the first thing, when you came to me with this topic, I was like, my first thought was that as you get sober and then the more time you spend sober, the more you commit to your sobriety and the more time you put in things show up for you. It's really like when you remain open to what's down, the, what's on the road, like instead of getting tied and attached to like old things you can't do anymore, I can't go to bars anymore. I mean, and, and you can still go to bars, but like the things that we think that we're going to lose when we get sober, if we can just put those in the past and just say, what's next in front of us, what's coming, what's available to me? Is it an amazing relationship? Is it an amazing job? Is it, I just moved to Mexico. Is it moving to Mexico? Is it like, what is it that's possible? Because when you open up to the possibility and you remove that, that anchor that was the drugs or the alcohol, it is ridiculously amazing what just shows up in your life. 
Yeah. So I was sharing with all of our listeners when I presented this topic in my first year of recovery, all I cared about was just staying alive, right? Mm -hmm. Like all I did was go to meetings and all I did was just do whatever it took to like really not relapse and die. (laughs) And then like, as that cloud lifted and I actually had brain capacity to think and to do I was like, what am I going to do with my time? How am I going to stay stimulated in a way that that's beneficial? And for me, it was kind of scary, Sam, because I was like, I have all this time and all this energy and I have no idea what to do. So like, was that something that you experienced or can you speak to any of that? Yeah, of course. I mean, you're right. In the first year, the first like year and a half, even it's like, just put one foot in front of the other and and make it till tomorrow and make it through the day. Really what's going to happen when you get sober is that you're going to, it's, you become a new person. Like you talk about how, like sometimes relationships don't work out in sobriety because the, the person you were when you were drinking is not the same person you become. You become this elevated, expanded person. So you're going to have these things come across your radar that are scary because holy crap, I'm like, it's something like, we get comfortable with a dream when like for Mexico, for example, Tulum, like I was comfortable with Tulum being a dream. Like I was like, Oh, you know, like I see people having fun down in Tulum and the beach in Mexico and the water's beautiful, but I'm always like, you know what? Like I'll probably never be able to go there. And it was like safe there. You know, it was something that I could look forward to or look at and say like, Oh, that's nice. And like, that's out there. But you know, in my, in my little safety zone of staying sober, I can just stay here and do what I do. But then when I actually had this opportunity, it was like, I booked the trip on a Saturday and left on a Monday because something called me and was like, you need to go. And so being open to that kind of thing, that is the true gift of sobriety is like when you're open to these things that you thought were not possible for you, they all of a sudden become possible for you and you just take the leap and you do it. It's an amazing experience. I was literally, I got to Tulum. I was in the water, looking back at the beach, the palm trees, the the resort I was staying at. And I had like a holy crap moment. Like this happened for me. Like this is strictly because eight years ago, I decided to stop drinking. If it wasn't for that, this would never have been possible. It became all the, this, this dream I had became a reality because I got sober and because I was, because I did all the things for eight years to make myself available to this opportunity. And that's the thing, like it could be a big thing like Mexico, or it could be like, for example, there was a golf trip that's been going on with my buddies for 23 years. And I was one of the first people to do it like way back 20 years ago. And then because of my drinking and because of my behavior, I kind of got excommunicated from the group, like stopped getting invited on the trips because I was a disaster. And so then when I got sober, like about three or four years into my sobriety, it presented itself again. Like you're welcome. Like it's the opportunity to go back on that trip was back 15 years later. And like having things like that open up in sobriety, like it makes it all worth it. I love that you said like remain open. Cause I think part of staying stimulated and not getting bored is just making that choice every day to remain open to possibility and to give yourself like permission to explore, like you're exploring Tulum now, which is amazing. And I think sometimes a lot of us, like we don't think that we are valuable, right? Because we had such horrible lives before. So like, how am I deserving of giving myself permission to try something new? For me, like one of the biggest things was getting back into backcountry skiing and even like getting into artwork, like painting. I think that a lot of times we get bored because we have so much self-doubt, right, Sam? I think that self-doubt is such a big thing when keeps us from being stimulated because we're like, well, well, why? Like, like how am I allotted this, right? 
Yeah, we and we we punish ourselves. Like we live in that shame and guilt from our behaviors. And like whether we realize it or not, like this is something that's come up for me recently. Is that I've I still harbor a little bit of shame and guilt about like how I treated people or what how I showed up or how I treated myself. When you look at that and like what's blocking me, and when you can get rid of that and stop and saying, like, no, I made the decision to change, and I do deserve this. I do deserve this life. I do deserve to go backcountry skiing again. I do deserve to go back to Telluride and enjoy Telluride this time. Like for like, we can go back and look at the things we used to enjoy that alcohol took away from us. Or you see so many people in sobriety that find these new things like art for you, or like rock climbing is a big one, or some people like get into distance running and like all these, these new things come up that people are like, holy crap, I didn't even know I, I didn't even know because I didn't know myself when I was drinking. I didn't know myself forever really. And that's why I drank a lot of people. Like when they remove the alcohol and they really get, they remove all the stuff, all the shame, the guilt, the trauma from childhood, you remove that stuff, you find out who you really are. And like your, your world opens up to like, I didn't even know I liked that, but I love it. I'm going to do more of it. Ah, see, it's, it's so true. There's one thing I want, I want everybody on this to know is that it's okay to be, to be new with things. And I think sometimes mm. we don't stay stimulated or like, and I've noticed it and even in myself, Sam, like I haven't stayed simulated or wanting to try new things because I'm so afraid of looking bad or I'm yeah. so afraid of being bad at something that I'm like, that'll just stay comfortable. And then, <laughs> and then, and then kind of like you, like, you know, like it's always a dream. It's like, Hey, we were all, we were all new at something at some point. And so I want to ask you like on your journey, when you look at these last eight years of sobriety, have there been those pivotal moments where you were like, I really want to try this. I really want to do this, but I, I, I don't want to look bad. And so you don't do it, but then eventually you're like, I don't give a crap. I'm doing it. Is there anything like that? Yeah. Ted talk. <laughs> oh, the Ted talk! <laughs> I mean, like, that's, that's the big one. Like that's something like you, I, you know, I think like I have this message and I know, see, I, this is the thing I've learned to know myself and I know like gun to my head, What's the answer to this question? Are you worthy of this? Do you deserve to do this? Are you the person to do this? Yes. But I have to get rid of all the layers, all the layers of conversations to become the man that, that gives this TED talk. Like unearth, unearth the person inside of me that is capable of doing this because it's scary as shit. Like it is really, really scary to think about getting up there on stage. But then I think like, honestly, like getting up in front of AA meetings or AA conferences or AA events and like telling my story is I can tap into that kind of confidence and be like, I've done this. I've done this hundreds of times. And now to get up and, and to use that experience. But when you talk about like doing things in spite of being scared, you can, you can look at like true courage. True courage is looking at the one thing that scares you the most and then not looking away. And when you can stand there in your sobriety and know, like, I mean, you got sober. One of the hardest things that every, any human will ever do. You had courage to do that. We all had courage to do that. When you can like tap into that energy and just say, you know what, take the first step and do it. You look at like guys like Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Wayne Gretzky, all these amazing athletes, Serena Williams, they all go back after their years and after they win championships and say, how can I get better? How can I, where can I be a beginner again? If they can do that and continue to win championships, human being, we can all do that and continue to do things that scare us. Whether that's, for me, it was like getting back on skis. Like I hadn't skied in 20 years and it was like, Oh, I'm going with a girl that I had just met six months ago. You know, I used to be a really good skier, but and I told her I was a really good skier, but you know, I'm going to get on skis. And I'm going to fall down. And like, it's little things like that. Find your edge and just push a little bit on that edge. The edge moves. 
and then you get better and you get stronger and you get more courageous and you get and you get stimulated and you get excited and you find new things and that's where like that new adventure and that knowing yourself so deeply that you find things you didn't even know you loved it's so true like part of the stimulation in sobriety is just like is always choosing to seek you know and always mm. choosing to to get better and and i think that that's a gift being you know and a person in recovery is that you know, like I'm choosing that instead of choosing the opposite of, uh, you know, being bored. And so Sam, I want to ask you like, cause like there's people on here that are like, oh, you know, like Sam's just special. <laughs> Sam just, he has that personality to just go for it and to try all these new things. Like I'm not Sam, I'm quiet, I'm shy. I'm just going to sit at home and Netflix and play on my phone. What could you say to those people that have that fear of continuing to do the work to stay stimulated well first of all i am that person too like staying at home <laughs> watching netflix play on my phone i enjoy that but the thing is is that you have to start small start something like i was just thinking about when it comes to like your actual sobriety to stay stimulated within that like you can stay stimulated within your life the things that sobriety opens up for you but when it comes to your sobriety like try new meditations try new books try new ways of journaling Yes! Try, try, try things that open up new pathways in your brain, new neural pathways, where you create new connections and new synapses. Because honestly, you don't recognize it, but subconsciously, that's creating courage for you. That's creating, that's telling yourself that you can do something different and you get a different result. And you're like, holy crap, that was better. It's kind of like, I use this analogy a lot. Like you go to work the same day, you ride the same road every day, and it takes you 13 minutes and 27 seconds to get to work. And one day you're late for work and there's construction on that route. And you're like, oh God, like I'm going to be even, I'm going to be 10 minutes late now for work. Everyone's going to be mad at me. And the guy says at the construction site, there's a detour. If you go that way and take a left, you'll be, and you get back on the road. You end up getting to work three minutes early because you took a new way. Because we're forced to be open to a new way of doing something and ended up being better. So always when you're trying, when you're doing something, always be available to like a better way to do it. Because there's, there's two ways that people do things. One is I do this because I've always done it this way and it works and I'm comfortable and I'm happy or they resist it because, oh, but I've never done it that way. And it's like, well, that's going to, that's going to be painful. And I'm going to, my wife's going to leave me and I'm going to die. That's it because I've never done it that way. I don't know what's going to happen when you can step in and just try something new, like create a safe environment for yourself where you try something new and see if it's better. And that right there will tell yourself subconsciously, like, I can do this. I can do new things and they work out better for me. Or I can do new things. You know what? Maybe it didn't work out better. I can go back to the old way of doing it. But at least I tried a new way. Dude, I'm like, guys, you wanted gold. <laughs> you know, Sam delivered gold. I don't even think about these things sometimes. I'm like, that's why we have guests. It's a simple fact, like you said, just switch up your meditation. You know, switch yeah. up the way you journal. Those little shifts, those little pivots can make a massive difference for you. And I think sometimes I'll call myself out. Like I will think like grandeur, big things to have to stay stimulated. This is why Sam comes back. This is why Sam's going to be on a Ted talk. So Sam, if I want to ask you like, what has you making the choice to stay stimulated and to continue to grow in your sobriety, what has that really done for you? It's gotten me a TED Talk. It's gotten me, I live in Mexico on the beach. It's reintroduced me to old friends. It's gotten me to meet new people. It's like the, the levels that keep showing up in my life, it's really not even about doing. Yeah, there's doing involved. There's you know, showing up. But then it's like being witness and being the receiver of what's coming down the pipe. Because 
when you can just like be open to it and not pigeonhole yourself into like, it has to be this way. I have to do it this way. Cause a lot of like, honestly, there's part of sobriety has a tendency to get pretty stagnant and pretty repetitive and you can plateau out. I found myself at about year seven feeling like a plateau was coming on. And I said that, you know what, that was, it scared me. It scared me because in the past when plateaus have happened, you know, before I like really committed sobriety and got sober, it was almost a sure sign of like, I'm, I'm backing away from sobriety, something, something bad is coming down the road here. So when you find yourself getting stagnant or feeling stagnant and feeling plateaued out, that's when you have to start seeking, start seeking something new, seek a new, seek out a new book, seek out a new philosopher, seek out, seek out a new sponsor, maybe do something different to spice it up. Because if you plateau, you're basically going backwards. And if you, if you stop growing, it's, it, you're never graduated, you're never done. And it's not about doing more and doing more and doing more. It's about just moving forward all the time, moving up and moving forward all the time. And that, the way to do that is to find things that stimulate you, find a new idea to latch onto, find a new approach to sobriety, find something new that makes you rethink your ways and opens you up to something else. And, and yes. <laughs> always allow yourself to be a beginner. Guys, there you have it. Sam Morris dropping gold. Do not worry. This will not be the last time he's here. Sam, you're stuck with me, man. <laughs> Even in Mexico, I, you have ways to do the podcast, just I so do. you know. Yeah, <laughs> there's always a way. There's a Wi-Fi, there's a way. <laughs> yes. Sam, do you want to go ahead and let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you or follow you so that they can continue to see what you are all about? Yes, absolutely. So the main way is on Instagram. The handle is at Sam Gibbs Morris. And I'm about to launch my new website, which is samgibbsmorris.com. There you have it, you guys. Sam, again, thank you so much for being here. This is what we do on the show. We bring people on to help elevate our state of minds, you guys. And that's exactly what Sam just did. Michael, oh. thank, you so, thank you so much for having me. I, just, I love coming on the show. It's this podcast. It's, my, it's one of my favorite things to do. Oh, well, good, because you're not going anywhere. With that being said, all of you amazing humans, I will again go ahead and end this episode by reminding you that if you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, please call the Harmony Foundation at 866-686-7867. Recovery is a journey and Harmony gives you the map. We'll see you next week. 